Max RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us for Season 18, Episode 14 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu! My name is Gina. It's the Okay, do we do verify? I already did right? all that stuff. Okay, That's right. why I stopped giving you guys Check. that shit. Okay. <laughs> and this is Jim. Right at the top, uh, if you would like your voice heard in how we do this show and the APs and everything else, you can go to happyjacks.org slash survey17. That's happyjacks.org slash survey17. Stu, you've got to have a better announcer voice than that. Slash uh, Survey 17. Come on, you're you're the announcer that's, guy. That's RPPR's shtick. I don't do that. Oh, you can I, do it. No, I don't you want to do it. I, I had no idea somebody else's shtick. Oh, yeah. That's a very good point. I don't okay. do announcer voices. I don't need to do an announcer voice. <laughs> I have a naturally resonant voice you, all on my own. You do. You, you, you do. It's very powerful. I've been told I have a very and sexy voice. Vocal charisma. Uh, yeah. If, if Tom Waits is sexy, then yes, you have a sexy voice. But Tom Waits is sexy. Yeah. Okay. See? You'll take that. Right. Anyway, um, we are every year approximately, we try to do a survey. And our survey uh, is usually, we try to do it, I think, in January usually. And we're doing it again. So you can go to happyjacks.org slash survey17. It'll take you to a Google, Google survey. Um, uh, I put it up on the social medias today. Yesterday I put it on the forum. I don't know how, f- how many people can hit that form in a day. I don't know if there's a limit. Hmm. But I you're being cautious. Right, so I'm kind of rolling it out slowly. Yeah. So, cough button. <coughs> so right now, um, you can go there and it asks questions. The, the, the first set of questions is about the regular show. The second set of questions is about the actual plays. And there's some questions in there about where you listen, because we're kind of looking at where we, where, where we need to point our... Um, Efforts? Efforts. I was going to ask exactly. why we're doing no a survey. Cameras. I mean, aren't we great? Don't, 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 most voters, don't, nine, five, four out of five dentists approve? I mean, sometimes we are great, sometimes we are not. And a survey keeps us honest. We are a see no evil right now. There's oh, I didn't switch. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when I have we're to do spinning, everything. A spinning I'm doing guy. everything. Hi! Hi! That's us. <laughs> so, because um, I was late, I threw him off his groove. You know, I, I've been getting people telling me that the mics are quiet. Hmm. Uh, I can try to bump it up a little bit. I can also move my mic up a little. It was bump. Well, I, I've been talking mostly, and they're saying a little quiet. We'll see. Yeah. Let me know if that's peaking. It's that resonant if voice. If anyone knows what that's 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 it's, it's the resonant voice. Yes. So, um, in this episode of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast, Amar in Vancouver, B.C., Wow, that's a long time ago. Writes in about perception <laughs> did he, checks. Did he carve it on stone? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Uh, uh, Levy, or Levi, writes in about defeating Dr. Deuce. Never gets old. you got to be careful. Right. Terry in Ohio is looking for traveler in resources. Where? Terry in Ohio. Idaho, sorry. <laughs> Idaho, not Ohio. Idaho. It's one of those I states. There's three, right? And, and Ohio starts with an O. Huh. That's interesting that I did that. Maybe I'm having a stroke. Are you smelling toast? Should I be? <laughs> if you're having a stroke. Oh. That's a, a Yay, toast, toast. toast. <laughs> uh, Looking for traveler resources. Mad King Christopher I writes in with a horror story, a tip, and some other stuff. And Sam from Indiana writes in with, with a horror story as well. We got two horror stories. Two in horror stories. One of the things I found in the early part of the survey is that 
uh, people really like uh, horror stories and GM confessions. Of the things we do, of the short types of emails we get, those are people's favorites. I mean, and that it's doesn't like, surprise me. Yeah. Right. Well, horror stories was it Schadenfreude. Is that how Schadenfreude. It's Schadenfreude. Yeah. So um, and GM confessions, like I didn't do that. I'm not that bad. No, no, I know. I've <laughs> right. never, I've never done that. Better to stop uh, and the other thing is, uh, the, the 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 announcements about local game conventions are too long and not relevant to 99 percent of the audience, and Fair they've enough. told me that. So. Fair enough. So survey is already working. It's already working. Yeah, it's good. But I, I do want to say, if you are in the Southern <laughs> California area, Strategicon is yeah. coming up. Go to strategicon.net yep. uh, or con and it's President's Day weekend at LAX Hilton Hotel. We'll be there. And I would like to say, as I always do, please come up and introduce yourself. We, Absolutely. Yes. We, yes. we actually cannot recognize you by your face. Because we've never seen Because we've never seen your face. <laughs> and it's, please. And we like to talk to people. <clears throat> and, and don't be shy. Just come up and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. And if we blink at you and we're like, I'm sorry, who, please forgive us. We are probably drinking. I'm, well, I'm, I'm probably going to Gen Con this year. Okay. That's awesome. I'm not gonna, probably not because I'm for, for any games. I want to meet people. Yeah. I yeah. want to yeah, meet, yeah. meet people, I've, you know, listeners. Mm-hmm. And I want to uh, meet fellow podcasters who will be there. And don't you have a game that you'll be flogging? Not by then. It won't be, won't be out by then. I need time to work on that. Anyway. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Right. Uh, if you want to email us, email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Happyjacksrpg at g... Gmail. I just switched. Sorry. Happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter. Happyjacksrpg, all in word. We're at face, uh, Facebook. We're there, too. You can do a search for us. And also on the Instagrams, happyjacksrpg, all in word. If you want to watch us live, watch us live at happyjacksrpg. Happyjacks.org right Happyjacks.org slash Twitch or Happyjacks.org slash YouTube or if you don't want to remember those or you like using all three Happyjacks.org slash Live which will give you links to all of them. And yet the GameCon stuff is too long. Right. Well, yeah. I, I know, but I'm almost well, done. Well, I, I, I get it. How many of our listeners actually live in Southern California? N- uh, yeah. Not many. Not we many. Go, we no. got to get one of the speed readers that like do all the... I could just... Punch yeah, buttons yeah. on my soundboard. Yeah. That everyone doesn't want to hear the the baby cry. No, it's the most hated thing. By the way, fan. on February tenth, that show Jim Sandoval from the con will be here to answer questions. That's going to be cool. a con episode. That's awesome. So cool. if you aren't interested in the in the con specifically, or you're not interested in how cons are put together, well, that's, stuff that's like that. It's more than just our con. It's it about is, how it is. cons are run. It, and, well, I'm sure there's going to be stuff in yeah. there. There's yeah, yeah. going to be insight in there for other people who are running uh, running conventions. And mm-hmm. you know what? We would love to hear about your con where you are. Absolutely. Especially the Germans that still have the running of the crowds. I love that. It's my favorite. Was ist das Pre-Registration? All right. Uh, okay. Uh, defeating Dr. Douche from Levy or Levi. Hey, all. In season 18, episode 12, you talked about how to make a gen- the genius villain who plans ahead for everything without just always changing his plans to thwart what the players want to do. What about making him prepared for defeat? Hmm. The players come up with a plan you didn't think of. They get to his inner sanctum, and he's kneeling in the middle of the room with his back to the door and his hands behind his head. Now what do they do? If they kill an unarmed man who is submitting, what does that make them? Well, they're murder hobos usually anyway, so they're going to yeah. kill him. But anyway, just for argument's sake. Yeah. So they take him into custody. And, 
And what will he be planning from prison? His plans are immune to his captivity for a time, and the machinations continue. Eventually, hey, machinations. Uh, eventually, they guard... But Yeah, I kind of have, like, uh, ADD when it comes to, like, music references right now, because I've been listening to a lot of different kinds of music. Why is that? So I just have. Okay. Just kind of like, flush out my system. All right. It's like taking colon blow. <laughs> Blow? You mean super colon blow? The super colon blow <laughs> is even better. Love that super colon blow. Anyway. I'm perplexed um, by this, but afraid to ask. Colon blow is made out of uh, psyllium husks. And you drink it. You mix it with water and you drink it. Okay. And it does disturbing things to your okay, digestive right. tract. Colon blow was actually a skit on SNL, Saturday Night Live. Right. Yeah. And then they had super colon blow, and it's just, which was even funnier. <laughs> go, everybody, do yourselves a favor and go look up colon blow and super colon blow fake ad by SNL. It's not real news, it's actually fake. And, and fake news! It's almost as funny as Quarry, the cereal, which is really wow. good for you. It's full of minerals because it's mined. Right. And they're all eating rocks. Uh, bag of glass. Yes. <laughs> Hours of fun. Kids love it. Kids love it. <laughs> Bag of but yeah, colon blow, and then it was superseded by super colon blow. Right. Gotcha. <coughs> now with it's Rhett. a hunter gatherer. It goes through your uh, colon intestine, picking N- stuff up, even and more silly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, listen, we're old men. This is exciting to us. It is, this is what we talk about. Bowel movement. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they take you laugh, him. but it's true. They take him into. Custody. I'm as old as them, and it's not one of my preferred topics <laughs> yet. <laughs> Yet, just you wait. <laughs> and like sixteen percent of the audience is as old as we are. Oh, another really? right? Yeah, you know another factoids. factoids are, like so that. far, those numbers will change as we get older and they get older. Well, no, the, the numbers will move around because as more people take the survey, we're getting a larger and larger sample. Um, right. But and I mean, right now, I mean, the, the first people we got were the most engaged people, and apparently oh, they're sure. a bunch of old fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they can't leave the toilet because right. they're, they're busy. <laughs> <laughs> they're stuck listening to us for about six hours at a time because yeah. they have colon blow. Do you, have, do you have the, where do you most often listen to the podcast? Uh, n- no, I did not put that question in this year. Thank you. The way, one of the options the for that question has to be on the toilet. On the toilet. No, I, I, didn't, put, I didn't put that question. Well, I'll talk about that when, okay. when we're done with it. Okay. Um, so they take him into custody it's and what will you be planning from prison? I don't want to mm. know if people watch the show on the toilet. Or listen I to don't care as long as I'm listening to the show. Yeah, I guess, but his plans are immune to his <laughs> captivity for time, and his machinations continue. Uh, eventually, their guard is down, and he makes his move, a la the Joker, and escapes. Next time, he is prepared for defeat in a different way. You know what? Actually, the, <clears throat> another villain comes to mind is it's Loki from the Avengers. Uh huh. Who, even though imprisoned, the yeah. machinations still went ahead. Right. I get it. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the difference between a petty criminal and a crime boss. Crime or, boss has things in motion. Or the Dark Lord of Mischief, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it, but it's... It, it's it's levels. It's scale. It's it's scale. <laughs> scale. <laughs> Maybe next time he's prepared to defeat to, for defeat in a different way. Maybe his, his body double fights the party, and if he dies, he laughs, Dr. Deuce will surely defeat you now that he has this recording of your battle tactics. Right. Then he is in a super suit, and when he is defeated, he once again submits to capture. The point is to let their plan succeed. He didn't see it coming. 
But if they are truly heroes like Batman, Superman, Captain America, and the like, then they can't just kill him if he surrenders. If this is a murder hobo campaign, these plans obviously won't work. Yeah, if you, everybody makes Wolverine and Punisher. So if you're playing a role playing game, well, these plans. <laughs> no, I'm just the, there, was, there was a period where like all the superheroes killed people. It was like Moon Knight and Batman and Wolverine and Punisher and every and Terminator and. And uh, what's the other one? I thought Batman uh, didn't Deadpool. kill people. And they kill people. They like beheaded people. They was, like, I thought blood Batman blood. didn't kill people. Well, then he just bludgeons them to death and puts them in prison, and then they're vegetables. Yeah. But he bludgeons them to death. <laughs> to almost death. There's been many times. To that brain people death? There, there's a, there's a big difference things. between mostly dead and all dead. Yeah. Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> Another option. I can pull up surveys about the you know the 230 times Batman's killed somebody. I mean, it's it's out there. Is it really? Yeah, well, they you know they accidentally fall get, off a building. Why did while people he get their them? panties in a bunch about the Batman versus Superman movie? Then if he's killing people, uh, well, because he's supposed to be diametrically opposed. He's supposed to be the opposite of Superman, right? Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie, so what's the problem? Oh, oh you mean in <laughs> Batman versus Superman? Yeah. No, he's not the opposite of Superman. He's just—he's just mad. He's—he's—he's he's, he's a lot of got a lot well, he, of anger. In the in the film, yeah. he thinks Superman is a, a menace and dangerous yeah. to, to yeah. civilization. Well, is he? He does. He's in, a bunch the, of in that die. series of films, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because yeah, when he gets in fights, he like destroys cities, like buildings, cities go get, down. Yeah. get so destroyed. So he's not wrong. No, he's, he's not, not at all. He's not no. wrong. He's kind of a douche. He is—he is a, he is a <laughs> douche. Batman yeah. or Superman. Bat or Batman. They both Batman's are. They kind of both are. They're really dark. Well, yeah. yeah. They're both very... And they're both very... Well, it, that's yeah. a very dark take on on that's Superman, true. too. Well, it is. True. But, okay, let's be realistic. One punch from Superman and Batman's head vaporizes. Sure. <laughs> right, he can, like, fly backwards and make time change. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a really... That's why he has to overcompensate with the dark. I mean, because really, he's just basically an Olympic level athlete. He's with a lot of money, (laughs) a lot of money, and cool toys, and that's it. Yeah, Yeah. because because he's got a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, another option. uh, I thought of for a moment. Stork was going to was suggest. I thought for a moment, Stork was going to suggest this is to decide how much resources he has. It's kind of what I was going with with the whole Doctor Deuce thing, but but it turned into a conversation, so I started back off. But yeah, I will follow up on this. Carry on. And, and that's something that I've said before, too. Mm-hmm. So. As the players come up with ideas, allocate those resources. As they brainstorm, his resources become thinner and thinner because he thought of it, too. But he could only cover so many scenarios. If they do their planning and reconnaissance, then they can see what his resource, where his resources are thinnest. Don't be too coy about giving them this information. Make the most creative plan look the most inviting by putting fewer resources there. Obviously, Dr. Douche didn't think anyone would actually try to come in that way. And that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, with regards to playing as a super genius, if I was a GM, I would give that character different responses to perception, listen, and spot checks. You realize when you hear the dripping sound, that there must be a body of water up ahead because otherwise the sound would not echo like this. When you enter the room and see the books on the shelf, you immediately realize that the owner was studying human anatomy as those books are are put back in a different order, suggesting that he didn't bother to alphabetize them when he knew he would just be pulling them down again. The blood spatter makes it clear that you 
to you that the victim was shot twice, once while standing, and again as he crawled for safety. The location of the wound suggests that there wasn't a struggle, so you surmise he must have known the assailant. The calluses on his hands tell you he is a sailor. Oh, it's, it's the Sherlock Holmes thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chalk in his jacket yeah. makes makes you believe he's a professor. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Right. Uh, his posture tells you that he must have sustained an injury to his leg as a child and has been compensating his whole life, leading to an asymmetrical gait. He couldn't have left the footprints at the scene of the murder, and so on. Levi, or Levy, Five Fists GM, and his Twitter is at Semiazi, S-E-M-I-A-Z-A-I. Semiazai. Semiazai. P.S. Give my newer podcast, SCP Real to Real, a listen. I read the SCP Foundation files like an audiobook. I'm not the author. If you are familiar with the SCP Foundation, you should check it out. Here's the address for the show notes SCP wiki.net. P.S. No, there's nothing here. I actually had to go look up SCP. What is it? Uh, I forgot already. <laughs> they can look it up. Y'all can look it up. Uh, I'll look it up right now. A Go couple ahead. of things. Yeah. A couple of things there. Uh, if you have a super genius, and, and, I, and I actually really like his solution for that, um, don't make them roll. They're the super genius. That's their extra thing. It's like they look at it. And go well, actually, the blood spatter indicates that uh, it was two weapons rather on? than one. It's right over here. You put it. I know. Nope, mm-hmm. uh, let's do that. It's right there. Is it still on? Can you hear me? It's good now. Okay. Um, if we're talking about a, a an NPC bad guy who's the super genius, because it, it well, no, no, I, well, no, no, we were talking about the way the way the the podcast went because it's pretty much in direct answer to the stuff of podcast. Right, we're talking about like a player super, character, super genius player character. Player character. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Give them more precise and detailed information. Totally. However, don't hesitate to give them misinformation too. Yeah. Mm. I think I would give the people that aren't super geniuses misinformation, but but I would give the player character who is the super genius more information. Misin- more information. A super genius mm. is not immune to to what they don't yeah. what they don't understand or yeah. what they misperceive. Yeah, I I might temper that with like a ego role or something if they if they if they. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, well, you can always make the make the perception rolls. The GM can right. make the perception rolls. Yeah, yeah. And say, okay, if well, he if he failed it and he failed it by a good amount. But but I want to honor the fact that they have super genius. And no, they no, you need, definitely want to honor the fact that they have super that they have super genius intellect, and you want to give them things to work with. And I certainly want to give them more than everybody else because they have that ability. I want to honor that. It's I, like I it's agree. Like super speedster, and you put them in a dungeon, then they can't use their power. They're they're you know mad at you the entire game and maybe the rest of their life. That was an oddly specific Yeah, it could be. Might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I agree. You know, give them the, give them the tools to work with to do their thing and to reward them for the way they built their character. But can also fuck with them. But you can also... <laughs> See, you're mean. <laughs> <laughs> So I've been told. <laughs> I don't... I think, just generally, I, I don't know if I wouldn't make them roll, but if they make a roll, they just going to know a lot more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Go ahead. I, I mean, like the basic obvious stuff, is it, it's kind of a flawed example, though, because perception... 
If you're in, talking about someone, I in, mean, intellect and perception are not the same thing. Exactly. No. no right. They're well, not. I mean, in a lot of games, they are. In a lot of games, they are. But a lot of games also force you to put points in charisma to be intimidating. Exactly. <laughs> right. But yeah, because I mean, you, they, otherwise you end up having twelve stats or fifteen stats or. Anyway, the and crazy math. And but if you're going to if you're going to have a super genius PC, I would say generally speaking, give them the what, what you would give people on a normal perception roll. So if there's like you know a dead mouse in the corner, you are going to have everyone roll to do that. Just tell the guy with the super genius guy. But if he makes his perception roll as well, when everyone makes a perception roll. Then give let him know. Oh yeah, and you can see that there's like uh, some marks around the neck, so it was obviously killed by a trap. And it looks like that was that the position of it um, that that, he, that it was a rat trap and not a mouse trap, or, or you know, whatever all the extra mm-hmm. information is. And just make make the make the perception rolls just more valuable to him. And uh, we're kind of bleeding into the second. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say Amar, Amar kind of touches we're, on that. I was like, I know I've yeah. heard this. And, solution. and the yeah. comments right. I wanted to make really reflect really apply more to um, MR's email. But I wanted to go back about the whole super genius bad guy for Yeah, because i got to defend myself. Because that was, Dr. Douche was my story um, when I was a 15-year-old and, yeah. and I screwed it up. Well, say, say it again. Uh, I, I had a... I, yeah, being the young 15-year-old GM that I was uh-huh. when we were playing Champions, uh, the whole idea behind a supervillain like Dr. Doom and Bill named him Dr. Douche, Dr. which is really Douche. very appropriate, is that yep. he was smarter than everybody in the room. So, of course, he always had an escape plan. Of course, he could always evade things. So, when my players would try to outsmart him, which inevitably they did, Mm -hmm. I would say, well, and and adapt. I moved the goalposts on them constantly. Uh. Which, in my 15-year-old brain, Dr. Doom would do, because he's smarter. He's the smartest guy in the room. That's what he would do. However, from a player's point of view, it's it's, it's fucked up. It's not fun. It is. Not fun at all. uh, Once or twice, it can be fun. It can be like, oh, you fucker. But, But... at the same, it can get old in a real big hurry. Well, and you know, I've grown since then. Right. I realized the error of my ways, and yeah. I realized that. The, but um, the question really was, what, how do you solve that? How do you how do you make Doctor Doom a relevant, intelligent vi- villain, right. and yet and not move the goalposts from your players? Um, I will tell you how I do it. Okay, because this is this is where I go with it. Um, Doctor Douche has certain resources at his disposal. Within those confines, he he will adjust what he's doing if he perceives what they're what what they're doing. If he perceives a way to use his resources to do something about that, he will. So normally what I will do is when they go to outwit him and go go to outsmart him, they have a really cool plan cooking. If I think that Dr. Douche might adjust his plan, First thing I want to know is does Doctor Ju- does Doctor Deuce perceive what they're about? My answer to that is to go right back to the stats. Make an intelligence roll. Yeah. Make an intelligence roll. If he succeeds, then he sees what they're doing and he can look at his resources and go, "What can I do about this?" But you have to and have then a list. he can adjust within those that list within those resources. You have to make a list of resources. So you ha- but you that. have to know what his resources yeah. are. There's something else you have to know about Doctor Deuce. When is he going to tap out? Well, yeah. That was the other thing, because back in the day, 
I mean, someone's never gave up. Right, you know, they, they, to the death. Because yeah. hey, maybe they you, you brought up on the on the last show that you were on mm-hmm. a certain ambush. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a point at which the wizards were like, "We're out." Oh, I, I think I call that the jib b- maneuver. <laughs> it's like just when you turn the tides and you're starting to pound, they bamf. They because right. because they they see this is this fight is going yeah. against us. Yeah. Which is gonna We're happen. not stupid enough yeah. to hang around and Especially fight it out. It was early however, days. however, yeah. the to them, yeah. the guys on the ground that you were slugging it out with, they were expendable to them as far as they were concerned. No, I think it makes sense. It doesn't make sense to your point if it happens every Over, single yeah, well, time. Totally agree. Yeah. It, we're all fifteen year olds, they just wanted yeah. to kill shit. Um <laughs> but, well, yeah, yeah. But here's here's the other thing is to, again. Kind of, kind of this email. If your villain surrenders, now what do they do? They're like, uh, well, nobody brought handcuffs. Do we call the cops? I mean, mm-hmm. here's here's Magneto. Go ahead and put him in a big metal box. Let's see how that works out. Uh, how do we, you know, yeah. now all you of a sudden you have slaughtered all of my minions. Right, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. And now, and now the villain, now now the heroes yeah. are, are presented with this like really mundane. It's like we've won the day, and now we have to do the house. It's anticlimactic. Kinda, yeah. kinda, yeah. And and <clears throat> it's kind of the thing that you never really see in the comic books. It always happens off stage. It's like they end up in Arkham Asylum, or they end up on Amur Island, or right. whatever it is. Kind of, wherever supervillains go and get get, I kind of liked his example though of that would totally mess with you if you 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 know you plot all this out and you plan it and you you think you're ambushing the bad guy and you walk in and he is how he described it he's on his knees on the floor back with his assuming arms the position yeah right. and you're like it's a whole look well, what's the I setup Brenda, what's the yeah. how did he know we were yeah. we were going to be yeah. here the the other part what's of that happen? that I see is. Is a number of sessions later, the the the, the hot phone rings and they pick it up. It's like blah, blah, blah. again, right? He yeah. escaped yep. again. Yep. It's like, listen, it's Loki. He's a god of mischief. What? Yep. We haven't built anything that can hold him. Can yeah. you come over here and watch or, him for us twenty four seven? You could pull a Dark Knight Returns, and yeah. he wants to get to prison. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right? You know, yeah. Maybe what maybe what you do as the GM at that point is you instead of retconning the stuff. That the players are doing to foil the plan, mm-hmm. expand on what the b- villain's plan is, so that it, it allows for their success. But maybe he wants to get in prison because he needs uh-huh. to get next to a prisoner yeah. X because he needs to talk to him or needs information from him or he wants to kill him or he's or got whatever. a special ability that he needs yeah, right. or something. Sure, take me to Miranda yes. with, the, with the nuclear yeah. reactor yeah, because yeah, yeah, I want idea. to because yeah, it's the easiest way for me to get into the prison right. Or so let, that I can then do my thing and yeah. get out. Breaking or prisons your, is really, really hard. Yeah. Breaking out, I can do. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking in, that sucks. Or people let their guards down because, yeah, you know, so the plan is still in play, but everybody thinks it's not because right. go ahead, dude is go ahead, in see, Go ahead and put me in your flying helicarrier yeah. with my staff of fear. And right. uh, let's, uh, let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really, actually need to be near it for it to cause fear. Right. Right. Really what we're talking about is your, your big bad villain whoever he is, mm-hmm. playing the long game versus playing the short game. Now, 
I don't know about you, but I'm not that good. Like, if we're improving as it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and we're making up, we're adapting, and all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm now I'm going to play the long game. That that never enters my mind. I'm just picking up straws. I'm grasping for things. I'm trying to make this work. In hindsight, that always makes sense, right? Yeah. And I suppose. Why maybe, do you think I end on everything on a cliffhanger? Right. So you have time to go. So you can go to the bathroom and right, come up with something. I gotta figure this. Yeah, that's exactly. That I I know the how the game's going to start next session. And this gives me a chance to figure out what to do about it. I think, right. yeah. I think the no, luxury I, I think. Of, of superhero games is that you can design a really overpowered supervillain mm-hmm. that is designed to F with your characters, and then you have the luxury of slowly rolling him out, and you can make him surrender. You can you can have him behind the scenes and have minions working for him, but he's always, you know, in the name of no, Hail Hydra, right? There's yeah. a great one, Hail Hydra, right? Red Skull's always behind it all. Right. It, it, you have that luxury with superhero games. You don't always have that luxury in, in D&D games. Right. But I suppose you could set it up that way, but it's it's, it's not the trope that people there, think. There's of. also a conceit of superhero comic that books is very true. that I think has to be acknowledged. acknowledged. Yeah. And that is that, ultimately, nobody really dies. Well, yeah, unless unless you were in the comics in the 90s where everybody killed everybody yeah. else. Yeah, but, yeah, but other but, than that... But characters <laughs> that were interesting yeah. and characters that were... Were favorites of the readers never die. They may they may die. That's just they're, they're coming back. And that was one Somehow. of the, that was one of the caveats I had. Well, it's, it's 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 one of the, the conceits problem. of the comic book genre. Yes, part of the problem of running a superhero game is that the the tropes in comic books seem really great. Prison Break seemed like a great idea, but when you drop your characters and take away all their crap, they're put them in prison. They're mad at you. They're, or the whole or the well, whole supervillain saying, "I have now outsmarted you." All of that stuff you, again pisses your players again, off. It's, it's the kind of thing you can do once or twice here well, and there. Yes. But not every session. I, I've had to, I've I've learned the hard way that not everything in comic books translates well to a role playing game. That's true. Of all that's true. All that's true of all any of literature. It's true of movies. <laughs> it's true. Of- no, I really want to spend time walking and and cooking things. I want to role play this out. I want to make sure when I get to Mordor, I know how to make rabbit stew. You want XP for every crap you take. <laughs> well, I, well, I do actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Levi or Levi. Uh-huh. Perception checks from Amar in Vancouver, BC. BC. Long ago. I'll do it. I'll do it. In Vancouver. Dear douche masters. I like that. The douche masters. I've been listening a few years now, and I've heard you guys comment on asking for a perception check. Uh-huh. When they, <laughs> what you really want to do is tell the players something. Yep, yep, yeah. That's very perceptive of we you. We all do it. <laughs> we all do. We I all have do a solution it. which works pretty well for me. Generally, when I want the characters to notice something, I ask for a perception check and have three answers to give them based on the possible. You know when you have a mustache and the one hair curls around? I, I hate, hate that. that. And it's it, in the, or like well, it's if it's in the corner of your eye. It and gets in your nostril. Well, no, I'm trying. It's like it's there and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like a cat. <laughs> Sorry. My dog last night had the... No, it's, it's a little, this is a little different. Okay. She had the most epic tail-chasing fit I've ever seen. Your puppy? Dahlia? She was going around in circles as fast as she possibly could trying to catch her tail. I just noticed. For like a really long time, and all of a sudden... <laughs> I, saw a, I saw a kid do that at work. Not a tail, but... Kids love being that. dizzy. I remember doing that. Like... Being really tiny and 
think it's awesome. Yeah. Spinning. And spinning. And spinning 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 at no, school, I would. You had to just go as fast as you could go. Little, little kids just do that. They Those just, were banned when or she Or they was... run in a little circle. Okay. I think it's your first mind-altering experience. <laughs> it is true. Right. <laughs> it it's like a toddler high or something. <laughs> it is. It is. But then, like, then running you in a circle. Then you I become an so adult weird. and you go, I don't want to be dizzy. I don't right? like being dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. But kids, kids are immune to that. They're like motion sickness is fun for them. But nowadays, yeah. like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> it, I think it's until they throw up. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I was prone to car sickness as a kids so yeah that, so that was, was not my idea of a good I'm prone to car sickness now I yeah I don't ride in the backseat of cars if I can help it so, I throw up in the backseat of cars more information than any of our listeners wanted yeah well, I'm pretty sure most of our listeners That's are like yeah me too what yeah. they usually get <laughs> uh, so I have a okay. solution that works pretty well for me generally <clears throat> uh, actually generally when I want the characters to notice something I ask for a perception check and have three answers to give based on possible outcomes of the check a fail results in the bare minimum of a detail needed to get them moving in the right direction. If they barely succeed, I will expand a little on what they noticed. And if they have a critical success, I will give them, uh, I will give some clues as to how to proceed. Over. <coughs> For example, ahem. if everyone fails the check, you notice a matchbook lying on the floor. If a player barely succeeds, you notice a matchbook lying on the floor, it smells like perfume. If a player gets a critical success, you notice a matchbook lying on the floor, it has a familiar scent of Madame Dupont's lavender perfume. And you remember from investigating the backstage area of the club. Often, when perception checks are made, everyone in the party makes them, so in that case, I can say, everyone notices a matchbook lying on the floor. Then call out the characters who succeeded and give them additional information. I find that this is this method keeps perception relevant and rewards the players to invest in it without painting myself into a corner if everyone fails the check. Because I call out the players who make the check and give them additional info. It's not strange to the players when everyone fails and they still perceive something, they know the score. Hope this is helpful. Amar from Vancouver, BC. Drink. I applaud this. I, I, like, I love I, it. I, I do too. I really I, wish I, I, I can remember to do this I whenever I do games. I approach it from a, a little bit different love standpoint, this. but I dig what he's cooking. Mm-hmm. Because um, I like the idea of you fail, you get bare minimum information. If you if you sort of succeed, you get some more information. If you really succeed, you get lots of information. From more and more, as I grow as a GM, perception checks aren't about whether you find the thing. It's about whether something interesting happens as well. I see. I still use them as stalling while I try to think of something. Um, that's yeah. Sometimes I, 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 I've totally been totally done that. Totally Remember done to roll that. a perception check. But what I, where I usually go with this, and this is probably Dr. the apocalypse world influence on me over the last that. you know year and a half or two years or so, is you're going to get the information. Maybe not in spectacular detail if things go sour for you, but you're going to get the information you need it. But if you fail, something in, something interesting is going to happen. If you sort of succeed, something sort of interesting is going to happen. And if you really succeed, you get which one? For for a perception check, mm-hmm. like a, a thing happens. Mm-hmm. See, I feel cheated. No, no, you get the information, but but you you see the thing, but maybe a guard appears or something else. Something else happens. See, I I like to honor the fail. 
if oh, you yeah. fail or to cr- critically succeed, either way, I like to honor both of those. And and again, with the fail, I'm like, all right, you just failed your perception check. Go ahead and tell me what it is that you think you see. I like that. Uh, yeah. Or you criti- critically succeeded. Um, I can tell you a bunch of other stuff. Why don't you come in? You know what? Room. I think that to me, tell me what you think you see. That's going to kind of break immersion for me. It does a little, but I don't want to just say... Uh, I'm actually a big fan of players not having to make perception checks. Have the GM make them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I like making perception Everyone checks. Everyone likes making it's, their own It's roles. like the... It's like, uh, you know, the Russian nesting dolls, where it's like, ooh, how... What's right. going to pop, pop, pop? Because other than you've described what's going on or you've described what we see... Or smell, or hear. What if I gave you a piece of paper and said, "Write down, roll the die twelve times, and write down the numbers in order." And then, I'd be cool th- with and that. then hand it to me. Yeah. And then just do it. That mm-hmm. way. That'd be fine. That your rolls. Yeah. And every time there's a secret oh, perception check, I just yeah. mark them off. No, and I don't even mean the I have to roll it myself thing. <clears throat> I just would want to have that opportunity to be able to to discover something that isn't on the surface that we're all. Right. Yeah, because I mean, there are perception so checks. Yeah, the role is the example right off the top of my head that comes up that aren't necessary for the story to progress is if you're about to be ambushed. Yeah, if yeah. you're going to be ambushed, yeah. there's a big difference between whether you make that perception Absolutely. check to see that there's yeah. an ambush ahead or you don't. <clears throat> so if the but if the GM is using those numbers that they may have to say, I, I used your your perception check numbers oh, yeah. to see if any of you noticed it. But, I mean, it takes a lot of trust of yeah. the GM, and it's, a, it's something a lot of players, I don't think, really really like. But for me, th- I think that's the best way to do perception checks. Because if I roll it, and I know, oh, no, I missed by three. Oh, you don't see anything. Yeah. You know, there's something right. there, yeah. though. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, Obviously, there's something there where he wouldn't ask me for a roll. And what, what happens, especially you know in games with younger players or less experienced players, is everyone suddenly is making it. Perception checks right. to see if they yeah. can see the thing that no right. one knows and is there. And, the, no only, and the only thing you can do there is basically ignore the pile on. Just rolls. say no, you cannot. And it's really hard not to mend a game when, yeah. when the GM says, uh, "You're the thief, right? What's your, yeah. what's your make a perception roll?" Yeah. And now everybody's like, "Trap!" Right. Yeah. Now everybody, trap. You, you cannot help it. You're, right. you're, you're, all well, of a sudden, your adrenaline goes up again. Sometimes we engage with the with it as a game. Sometimes we engage with a with it as a character. Sometimes we engage with it as a player. None of these things are wrong, but they can all be wrong at the wrong time. I'm sorry. Uh, let me never get my way through that sentence again. Can you can you try that again? Sometimes we engage okay. as a player. Sometimes we engage as a character. Okay. Sometimes we engage with the game. Okay. Okay. None of those things are wrong intrinsically, but all of them can be wrong at the wrong time. That's going to make a really long t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, minimum size would be like though. three or four X. Yeah. I, as, as a player, Stu, I actually am I'm in, I'm in your camp with this one. I actually really like to be told what it is I saw or didn't see. Or okay. if I didn't see anything. No, I, like you don't that I actually really like that because... Like like we just talked about, we roll the dice. All of a sudden, our adrenaline goes up, and people are like, oh, "What did you make? Did you make? Did you see it? Did you see the thing?" Another possibility. I just like to hold on. Let me finish okay. this thought because 
that's the way perception is. You can be genuinely surprised. You, you, it, it, perception is an epiphany. It should be that moment. If the GM says to you, you see a matchbook lying at 40, <gasps> anybody else see it? Uh, nope, just you. Oh, oh, and now it's it's their thing. It's a special moment. It's a right. thing. and that's the way perception and epiphany and should work. Inst- investigation should work. I don't disagree. If everybody's rolling, and then you say, "Oh, you're the one that finds the matchbook mm-hmm. that's on the floor that no one else noticed." Everybody that failed the roll feels like an idiot, and and it's not a special thing. But if you go, "Hey, hey, team," you know, Zoinks, hey guys, look at this matchbook on the floor, <laughs> right? All of a sudden, it's so right. much more interesting, <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay, carry on. I'm what sorry. I, no, no, no. But I was just thinking is, if the players really insist on rolling it, can you make a dice tray that's got a, like a... A GM screen? We'll a screen on it. <laughs> um, I actually have... Uh, you could a, do a tower and then just do it... That points so that to the GM. I, have, I have, actually have a kit for a GM screen that looks like a castle wall. Uh-huh. It has two towers. Right. They're, they're dice towers. One of them spits out to the player side, one of them spits out to the GM side. See, that might be that, that, that kind of fun. That would, might be like the the, yeah. the golden mean here yeah. is is the it's, players it's, rolling the dice, but you don't get to see the result because it's a perception check, yeah, or whatever it might yeah. be a detect magic check or whatever. In, depend obviously depending on the game, right? I, I'm I'm hip with that idea. I like, um, I, I in, like in a in a in a traditional game. Yeah, totally hip and with that. Stork idea. can't GM that kind of game because someone's got to hand the dice back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, that's when the player ha- uses really big tongs to grab the dice. <laughs> They're all walking on you. Go I know. Ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm you want to say. I know. I'm sorry. Um, no, I like that he makes a distinction too about like critical successes, uh, because I think sometimes uh, when a GM has the idea that there is additional information, they don't really think about somebody that just blows it out of the water. So it's like everybody gets the same information, even though somebody. Really, really was successful and saw layers beyond what other people saw. And that ties in with that first email that we were talking yeah. about, the super genius right. as well. Although, which is what we were trying to like. I kind not of to disagree to. with that. I like what I don't know if Stu was getting to this. I like the idea that the super genius gets a different kind of specific information. It doesn't make them any more perceptive. No. It just maybe it's a different kind of like you said how they perceive it. They don't get more information necessarily. Because they should, I mean, unless they have a bonus to their perception, which is already going to be included, right. why should they get more information yeah, just because they're the super genius? I, I, you, you said it's the Sherlock thing. I mean, I, I really, as flawed as the Sherlock movies by, uh, by uh, I mean, people, Robert Dunning was in. The whole thing is people can see right. everything that Sherlock Holmes is seeing, but he's the one that knows the significance of it. Exactly. And that's where the yeah. super genius comes in. Right. Everything, everyone can see the mud on your shoes. It has layers of meaning. But he's the one that is going to say, "Ah, that's red clay, and that must be from this quarry over on right Piccadilly Quarry." And and that's Street. what you want to reward your super genius <laughs> with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. And that's that's a thing you have to work as a GM and your player. That's something you have to. It's a nuanced relationship between mm-hmm. those two people. Yes. And they have to both not metagame it either. You have to be very careful. It's like, all right, you're a super genius, and I'm going to give you more information, but don't push it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Playing don't a character. Don't sit around, I'm a super genius. Why didn't you tell me? I'm like, you know what? Shut the fuck up, or I'm going to fucking club you over the head with it. Or, or I'm not going to, you know, just... It, oh, your brain's so big you got brain cancer. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that playing, super playing genius. A, a, playing or GMing a character who's super strong or super dexterous is easy because all of that is is covered in the rules already. It's already covered. Right. 
playing a character who is super smart, or here's one, super wise. Mm-hmm. How, how do you play with wisdom? You know, He's not going on adventures. Is, <laughs> is how do you, how, you know, that, that is a much more complex thing to play. You play Gandhi or, or Yoda, that's it. You, see Yoda, you sit in a chair and go, mm, yes, mm, and judge everybody. You're very judgy. Mm, strangeness is, mm, go and investigate, you must. Yes, never his mind of where he was. Mm. <laughs> Going me? No, I am. No, I'm not. I am me. Judge me by my size, will you? <laughs> uh, it just reminded me to. I, I need to order citronella bark collars. <laughs> Are we talking too much? No, for the dogs. Oh, oh, thank God! Because last time you got ordered them, I last time you put those things on us, we, I hated it. I tasted like grapefruit for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I still have scars from that. Oh, but they look good. <laughs> uh, Have we beaten that horse to death? Yes. Right, what's next? Okay. Looking for traveler resources from Terry and I. One second. Uh oh. There was. Well, I saved it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Mike um, Sergito mm-hmm. is running a Happy Jacks RPG Dristmas gift exchange. Oh, is it Dristmas so, already? It's going to be March. Isn't it March eighteenth. Yeah. yeah, but if you want to start your shopping early. <laughs> You Not everyone waits until the last minute yeah, for the Christmas shopping yeah. store. It's like 42 days to Christmas. I'm sorry. So, I, I am a last minute shopper. You know, if you wait too long, you won't get those super special dual scimitars. Why yep. doesn't Amazon have a Christmas? There might be. You know, they're weird enough. I'll yeah, that check. could happen. So if you are think? interested, you would email Christmas at gmail.com. Oh, excellent. To get set up. T-R-I-Z-Z-T-M-A-S mm-hmm. dot com. Yeah, it's at at gmail.com. A lot. Like Christmas. Christmas. Everywhere you go, there's an elf on the ground. And that's for the the secret Dritz Kloss. Dritz Kloss. It's like a secret Santa. Yeah. I hope it's secret Santa. Secret Driss Moss. The, the, the first thing about Driss Claws is you don't talk about Driss yeah. Claws. <laughs> he's really like Krampus. It's just, yeah, yeah. don't even acknowledge. Oh, no, not like Krampus. No, he's, he's more tortured. More tortured than... Oh, yeah. Driss is a very tortured character. Sure, so is Krampus. He's very tortured. Nah, like Batman. I have no family. He's really dark. But he does have a family. They yes, just want does. him dead. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. Except for some of his sisters who want to shag him. Right. Oh, because <laughs> you know that's how draw roll. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the I read the I didn't read any of the really. Yeah. yeah. I tried to read the something shard, whatever that the crystal shard sh- or shard, whatever. The crystal was, shard. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice callback. We'll play <laughs> crystal I, shard. The best part is you guys thought I was just nuts. I did for the whole time. We did. We did. We thought you were nut You're bars. Just rolling you with were it. right. You were totally right. <laughs> It's because you were a super genius, and we didn't know. <laughs> we weren't giving you credit. Stork. Super yeah. genius. Just ignore Stork. He drinks too much. He doesn't know how to say shard. Oh, that's so funny to me. Anyway. Do you like those? Thank you very much, Amar. Too much. I've had that. Okay. I've, we've tried that. Now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Can I have a sip? What yeah. is it? You've had this before. You hated it's, it. Goes with a Gozerian beer. It's, it's made with horchata. No, 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 that's no, no, not horchata. No, no it's got goes. cactus and stuff in it. Oh, yeah. cactus and grapefruit. No, you've had this before. You hated it. No. Oh, I'm not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. No, I don't like I, cactus. Yeah, I, and I brought this. Yeah, you hated it. I, it reminds me of nopales. Have you ever had them? 
That's no, a, but I know that I brought this before because it was like I'm like I'm gonna Peel, try this peeled cactus. Yeah, yeah, really. It's okay in, in mocajete, but in anything else, meh. I like the cactus candy. That's right. Back in your past, you were you were you were exposed to lots of yeah. My first wife was Mexican. yes ethnic cooking. Yes, gotcha. And she made lots of stuff, but not in beer. No. I, well, so that's why it's that's the same reaction tamale. you had last time. Right? Un tamal. Tamal. Yeah. Yeah, is, <laughs> yes. tamal. You have several tamales, but if you're going to have one, it's, it's a tamal. Un tamal. tamal. And it's not enough is what it is. Because right. <laughs> they're tamales. It's a tamaleta. Did you know Belizean tamales, they leave the bones in the chicken? Belizean? Belizean? No. Belize? You know the country Belize yeah. in Central America? I don't Belize you. <laughs> Looking for traveler resources from Terry Gina, do you want this one or you want me to do it? Uh, I'll do it. Go for it. Oh, before you start... I've had several people now mention they feel left out. We're 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 streaming all of the actual plays. Mm-hmm. Why is there no audio recordings of them? Why is there no oh, no? Oh Jesus God! There is. It's not on the Happy oh, Jacks yep. RPG podcast feed. Aha! It is on the Happy Jacks actual RPG mm-hmm. Happy Jacks RPG actual play feed, which is its own feed. It's because I wanted to keep them separate. It's there. So if you go to if you go to um, iTunes or whatever your podcatcher is, both of them should be there. How are they supposed to know this? I'm telling them now. Okay. <laughs> Actually, we've told them before. Perhaps it's it should be probably put, been years. Perhaps it's probably I've been this. years. It's been a bit. Yeah. Perhaps it should be put in the facts. Well, there's when you all go to the page. There's RSS feeds for all of the different things. Who but can be that, bothered to look at those? I know. But the, if, if you are looking for them... Now, the other thing that people are asking is about us harmonizing the release dates of the actual plays. Because mm. what I do is I collect them, and then I put one out mm-hmm. every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. This week I forgot, because when I put the, the Savage Rifts one up, I'm like, oh, shit, and it came out on Thursday morning. But um, and, and by the way, for those of you who listened to it and you heard the Boggard song in the middle of it, uh, I, I know about that now. I can't fix it at this point. The only way I could fix it would be to cut that bit of audio out. So whatever Dave is saying over the song, just it's it's a uh, it's a feature. It's not that, a flaw. I heard that it's on co- something else too. It happened on two. It what happened. Was it? it happened it, on, on two things. Two APs. It's not on this computer. It's on the other computer, which I no longer use to for audio editing. And what it is is that when I when I'm zoomed all the way out, it's this little bitty band song. Is it's barely even a line, and I don't notice that it's still there. Yeah. Because it's left over as the song at the end of a podcast episode. And then when I put an actual play up, it in the middle of it, there's over this it. thing, and it plays, and you can't see it, it in the track. Right, it's one little it's tiny... Not even, it's not even that when I zoom all the way out. Yeah. yeah. So what I did, did is I went through and I deleted all of those tracks. And made new tracks. Yeah. yeah. I've had that happen yeah. when I was, was mixing things. It, it does. So... so but so anyway, there is, the actual plays. there is an actual play feed that is just actual plays. But as far as harmonizing all of them together, uh, maybe I don't know. I kind of what, what I don't do you mean by harmonizing? Well, having them having because we we do the show by the next morning usually the YouTube video is up. Right. Mm-hmm. It's exported from um, from Twitch. Right. So it's there. But if you listen to the audio podcast, you may not get that for a week. Two weeks, three weeks down the down the road, depending on what where our backlog is, because we come out with one actual AP. play a week on oh, okay. Wednesday mornings, but we're playing a couple games two a games a week. Yeah, 
So we're going to be building up a backlog, which will be doubling. Um, all I could say is release two things a week. No, well, eventually. Yeah, I, I would like to. I, I don't know because see, once fair happens, yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to be I'm, having different the the the, the, the Moda Sin game and Ashes of Exodus game are going to stop. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I I think we're planning on jumping in to do a game during that time. Yeah, there's other. There, there, mm-hmm. I think there, there's there's a lineup of people to do that, including including you, um, to help kind of yeah. fill the gap. But um, and there's a there's a process to that, and that that process. When after I've been running a game for a certain amount of time, it's like I'm tired. I don't do that right now. I'll right. do that tomorrow morning when I'm fresh. Anyway, so that's. But there is. If you want to hear the the audio of them. Go on, search on whatever your podcatcher is for Happy Jack's RPG actual play. Actual play. And, and that's, I mean, that's a legitimate thing. People thought that like, they were confused. They thought that you weren't posting them. But well, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just on a different... It is It is there. It yeah. is there. And, and I, I, I'll, I'm, I'll see if I can figure out a way to streamline the, the post-production. Because there's, there's not a lot of post-production, but there's a little bit of post-production. It's enough. Um, and it's, you know, it's fiddly. And also... God damn it! Just get off your asses and Google it. It's out there. Just find it. Just just <laughs> do one or two more searches. You'll find it. It's out oh, you there. Know, I might be able. To, I just realized I might be able to fix the. No, I won't. No, because I don't think. Oh, we're never. Or anyway, because Stu can't fix it. it, it water, water, water under the bridge. And, and currently, right now, there's a lot of it. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, traveler resources. Sorry, Jake. Traveler resources. Looking for traveler resources from Terry in Idaho. Hail to the happy jackalopes. This is Terry from Idaho, writing in from the tail end of the dreaded snowpocalypse. We're having a rainpocalypse here. Well, it's actually some snow. Uh, Having just raked eight inches of snow off my roof. Uh, In my Saturday group, I'm currently finishing the season finale of our D&D 5E holiday campaign, The Kringle Fest Chronicles. Hopefully by the time you read this, the party will have saved Icevale from the dreaded machinations of the wicked necromancer. Hey, Nothing says Christmas like a necromancer. <laughs> oh, he was Ebenezer Scrooge. And they held back the great demon Krampus another year. Since, since I only run Kringlefest during the holiday season, the time is coming up to decide what to, game to play next. Two of my group have expressed interest in running Mongoose Traveler. After seeing the character creation system and the especially enhanced version of it that Tappy created way back when, they're looking to play a Firefly-esque game of get a ship, get a crew, get a job. This is great, but I've never run Traveler before. I've listened to the actual plays that Happy Jacks produced, but I want to know how to actually run the system. I have, I think I put the emphasis on the wrong... (laughs) Syllable. Yeah. I have the core rule book, and I will be reading up on it, but I work nine to ten hour shifts. I'm so sorry. Welcome to our world, yeah. Yeah, which doesn't leave a lot of time for reading. However, it does allow a lot of time to listen to podcasts while working. So do any of the crew know of some podcasts or the like that I could subscribe to in the hopes of cramming Mongoose Traveler knowledge into my brain as quickly as possible? Or if nothing else, do you know of written resources that would help me grok the system that I can read when not at work? Thank you. Stay warm and enjoy the lack of snow in sunny California. Terry in Idaho. 
P.S. I was recently introduced to a drink called the Angry Hillbilly. Angry Orchard, Hard Cider, and Apple Pie Moonshine. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I've got a hangover just reading that. <laughs> I know it's not beer, but it's damn delicious. Mm. Just passing along alcoholic goodness. It would be drink. It'd be like a, a sweet kick in the teeth. Okay. Yes. Okay, but but if you drink enough of them, you're not going to feel like kicking the teeth. No. No. Okay. I, there. I, I did a search, and there are a few. It doesn't look like there's any currently running actual plays, and I, I I've never heard anyone th- yeah, of I'm the actual plays think. I've listened to. I've never heard any that. Uh, any other right. Mongoose Traveler APs, but I'm there. I, there may be some out there, but, but I, I'm wondering if it's not. I don't know that he's looking for an actual play because right. he's listened to to the ones that you do or right. the ones that have been done on our feed. Um, I'm wondering if he's looking for more of a of a technical, like a synopsis. You know, this is how this thing in the in Mongoose Traveler works. Here's the basics mm-hmm. of, the, of the game mechanics. Uh, you have six stats. The character rolls up, and they get adjusted as, the, as they go through character creation, as you know. You already know that. Uh, you have DM modifiers, just like you have in D&D. There's a chart in the book that shows you what the DM modifier is, depending on what level the, their attribute is. Uh, then you have skills. Skills are a number between one and, I think, three is the max? Mm-hmm. Maybe four. Three. Is it three? three. Okay. I think it's three. So what you do is when you want to have the player do something, you pick what skill they need to use, and you pick which attribute is going to be the relevant attribute for that for that role. And, it the, may book, change. and the book tells you sometimes. But it gives it you change. it gives you some examples, yeah. but it can change. Might change mm-hmm. if you're if you are um, doing if you're shooting a, a gun, it's gun combat plus uh, agility or dexterity. Uh, if you are fixing your gun, it might be gun combat plus education. education. Or maybe it's going to be mechanics plus education or something like that. Or if you're trying to, you know, get something, uh, get, um, adjust some gear or something like that, some delicate operation, maybe it's going to be mechanics plus dexterity. See what I'm, but you, Uh it, it changes and it depends on the GM to determine which stat he wants to use with which skill. And then the player is going to roll 2d6 and he needs to get an 8 or higher, adding the DM for his stat plus the, whatever his skill level is. Yep. You can adjust it, ha- make it harder or easier. In Mongoose 2nd Edition, 8 is standard, but it can go all the way up to 14, which is formidable, and it goes all the way down to two? 4 or 2. I mean, it's really, at that point, why are you even rolling? But um, that's the basics for it. You roll damage the way you would normally roll damage, and you count up all the pips, just like you normally do. Uh, damage is always applied applied to endurance first, and then it's and it, once your endurance drops to zero, then it goes. Then it is applied to either strength or dex. And very importantly, armor subtractive. Armor is subtracted, which yeah. means the points that the armor have. If you have armor four, you take four points away from whatever damage you right. just took, and then apply it to your endurance. Right. right. When your second stat goes to zero, the character is unconscious. When the third stat, so you have strength, dexterity. And endurance. Endurance goes first from damage, then either mm-hmm. dexterity or strength, and then the other one. Once the third one goes, the character is dead. You've done a very good job in explaining the system. Thank you. That's that's Thank the, you. that's and and, it, and it's not just and and combat works pretty much and, the same way. When Gina and I first met, yeah. it was mm-hmm. over a traveler's game, and, and everybody looked at me with these big wide eyes and said, "We've never yeah. played travel before. What do we do?" And I said, 
Everybody put away all your dice, pull out two D6, that's uh-huh. it. That's all you're going to need. And they all looked at me and blinked, so and, and they didn't understand. I'm like, no, that's it. You just need two dice. When, you need to hit an eight or higher. That's when, it. When I was a kid, when it came out, mm-hmm. that was a selling point. Yeah. Because polyhedral dice were expensive Yes, then, of course. And <laughs> hard to find. two D6, right, at the time. Right, you just no read the Yahtzee set. Right, so you have two I6 and eight Why is only three dice in the that's Yahtzee it. set? Eight is your target number, and and <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And once I told them that, I, I watched everybody put all their stuff away, and everybody sat there with their te- two dice, and mm-hmm. they and they were like, right. and here we go. And that's the wonderful thing about travel. I think yep. the problem you're having here, uh, Terry from Idaho, is it? Uh, yeah, Terry from Idaho is the fact that you were just coming off a of five E, which has and you're overthinking the problem. A rule book so thick. You yeah. can put up but, the prop up your couch. But the Traveler thing is, is dead simple. Please don't complicate right. it. Right. But the Mongoose Traveler book is that thick. It's still that thick. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is that most of what's in there is character creation. It's, it's an elegant, streamlined Tables. system. Um, and with the two dice, it can be very, very deadly because there's not a lot of wiggle room for when no. down. And a fair amount of swing. And a fair amount of swing. Mm-hmm. But it is a dead simple system. I think what you're, you're doing is overcomplicating it. If you've read the book and you've gone through character creation and the book is pretty well laid out, you should be able to run the game. You're... You're... Thinking you're missing something and you're not. That's it. Thing, the, That's all it is. The only thing I would say, the, the, the things that do get complicated, uh, the, if you decide you want to make your own planets, like you're going to make the, your own mm. subsector, you to roll a bunch of dice. But you know what? You go online and there are mm-hmm. tools. There are checklists too. And tools, sorry. No, that, that actually will generate a whole sector for you. Mm-hmm. And he, he, some of them even like randomly name them. And then the planet code, once you get the swing of it, is actually really, really yeah. simple. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a code, you're and just you learn it. Converting the planet's attributes to hex. Yeah, yeah. it's hexadecimal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Well, well okay. depending on Fair certain enough. things, it actually goes past F. Anyway. Or G. Anyway. Especially with shipbuilding. Yeah. It goes all the way to Z. That's true. Anyway, it's it's. I think you're overcomplicating it. I, I love Traveler. I love the simplicity of it. I love the character gen, and I love that you can just tell your players to put everything away and just keep two d six. Well, you know what? Make it three die six, and that's it. Because occasionally you might have a weapon that does more um, than two dice. The other thing that will get complicated, and I would just say to try to avoid it, ship is ship combat. combat. Yeah, ship combat. Just ship don't combat's start boring. with it. It's boring. If they if they really want to do a Firefly esque. Yeah, they game. never got any, any there, space battles. The closest thing they ever get the to a Reaver. space fight is when the Reavers are chasing them. Yeah. yeah, sure. And they're rolling out barrels to with yeah, but still, that that's the but, whole thing yeah. is. It's about character interaction. It's about the character gen. It's about what happens on the planets. It's not about what right about the ship. It's not space. It's not a space sim and, game. And if you're going after that Firefly feel, think about what they do. Yeah. In different places, the times when there's action is when you're on when you're on planet side. When they're in space, it's interlude time. They're just kind of like tooting along through space. And if you if you really need some crutches, there are lots and lots of uh, well, not lots, but there's many fluff books out there. In fact, the neat thing about Mongoose Traveler, both one and two, is that it still dovetails with. The original travelers. So you, you can, can use st- all that same stuff. Uh, you can a lot of those charts. Most of it. You can you can roll off a lot of those charts if you're in high guard or whatever. You can still use a lot of those event charts mm-hmm. with a little bit of tweaking, without without you know, too much effort at all. A lot of that stuff is what do you, what do you say in the tech word backward compatible. Backward compatible. It it really is. It truly is. Uh, that's the wonderful thing about this. It's it's an elegant system that that is 
dead simple, and you can't really overthink it, and you really can't break it. Well, it's it can punish you, <laughs> but sure. you really can't. It, you you can't. It's really hard to make something that's going to unbalance there you the go. game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially if you follow Mongoose's rules. Now, if you throw something with a tech level ten, yeah, well, in with something that's with with a tech level four, you're gonna have a disconnect there. But but you should. But you should. That's right. that's what. Suddenly, you, these gods arrive from a black hole, who and gravity doesn't bother them, and you are you know tech level and five. You know, or you've six. got you know. Fabric-covered wooden airplanes. Right, yeah. yeah. And you should very well. <laughs> uh, I did find a... Uh, uh, this appears, according to looking to the logo that you're using, a Mongoose Traveler AP. It has been put on archive.org, which I'm sure means it is no longer being produced. Uh, it is called Close the Airlock. Jesus, sorry. So... And it looks like they it looks like they played about fifty some sessions. Wow. So it was called fifty. But I, I, I haven't listened to it. I can't warranty the, the quality of the of the recording or anything. But that is close the airlock. So you might check that. It's a good title. But I mean I don't know. I, I, know, I like that. I mean APs don't do I mean so I guess some some a lot of most APs fall short when it comes to learning as a as a tool to teach systems. It depends. Yeah, I remember. I mean, uh, Will H. They specifically did app app. Yeah, app app. Actual yeah. people actual play. Yeah, that, and that was specifically to like experiment with different systems and see how they. But they play. didn't actually play on audio. They would discuss the. Oh, they did gameplay after. Okay. Right. Um. Spinning. Um, um. Oh, forest from the uh, the fabulous forest from the Happy Jacks forums said in all caps that uh, she would very happily handhold uh, helping with Traveler. Forrest, big Traveler fan. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, she, yeah. She was an early convert and I think she got here because of Traveler. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Forrest, but you've always been a big fan of Traveler. It, it is a fantastically simple system it does a really good job. I'd like to say it's elegant. As, yeah. as sci-fi games go, in my opinion, it is the best representation of science fiction. I think so. In a game. Yeah. I, 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 it depends on what you want. I, I love space opera. I love that space whole... Space opera's I, love, fun. I want my and, lightsabers. I want my magic. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, Traveler does a very good job. I, I, and, and the neat thing is that they also give some... People forget... Okay, I actually still really like the first mongoose too. The people forget they were like different ways to do the drives. If you, I think it's two twenty one, yeah. page two twenty one. It's like you could have a teleport drive if that's what you want. You could have uh, right. long star drives. You could. Have, they give you a bit of flexibility in how to play this, but their science is still pretty sound. It's still it's, it's still kind of confined to physics. What I've always liked about Traveler is Traveler what, what has. You say? I has love Traveler. Some, <laughs> has, has some goness to it. Yeah, it, it has some some mass, mm. some weight. We they still do a couple of hand wavy things like you know when you get aboard a ship gravity still happens even if it's a small ship. Well, in the gravity still in happens. the old um, in the old one it was assumed at a certain tech level that your yeah. that your hull points have artificial gravity. Right. Yeah. That because um, uh, I remember back I haven't played Traveler consistently in a long time. Sure. But back in the day it depended on the tech level, and at at ten which is kind of like the default tech level, you have gravity plates. But at around seven or eight, 
you don't. But, but if you get enough min-maxes, they're like, okay, we're going to scuttle the ship and we're going to turn the gravity plates into a black hole. And what, what, what? Well, actually, if you can if you can do with gravity, then you can actually. And then every, all of a sudden you're like, okay, this, this little hand-wavy thing that they put into this. So there are some things in Traveler that can be breaky, that can be weird, but... But it's nothing that you as the GM can't stop. As long as you know. <laughs> if, they, right. if they hit you over the head with an anti-gravity plate all of a sudden, now you're effed. But if you know it's, going in that gravity is a thing on board your ship, no matter how big it is or how small it is, it's okay. Uh, one of the uh, there, there actually is a Firefly mm-hmm. game. There's mm-hmm. a couple. Yeah. Uh, well, Market Wise Production versions. has produced. Yeah. I think there's there's two. two. I think there's Serenity two. and Firefly. Right. right? Yes. There's two different versions. Exactly. Yep. Um, one of them was Firefly is the newer one. Is that correct? I don't remember now. Those are the official licensed ones. And then there's the occasional Savage Worlds yeah. one. Mar- yeah. yeah. There, there's some good Savage Worlds Hacks. variants mm-hmm. of it. Um, I Correct me if I'm wrong here, Gina, but I think the Margaret Weiss version is Cortex-based. Yes, it's Cortex. Yeah, Cortex but there Plus. were two... One is... Two, yeah. yeah, and I can't remember right I now think either both which Cortex one was Serenity Plus. and which one was Firefly, though. I think Firefly is the yeah. new one. I've got them both. Me too. But... Um, and, have and never gotten a play. And they, and I think, because really? like Fr- Fred, yeah. Fred Hicks got involved with the second one, the more recent mm-hmm. one. So it's getting a little fady. It was always been a little fady, but now it's like well, more fady. Cortex has some uh-huh. some fady aspects to yeah. it. Is that a verb now? It is fady. Uh, okay. Adverb. Fady. fady. No, it'd be Ad- no, fady. Adjective. adjective. Thank you. All right. It's yeah. an adjective. All right. Fady. <coughs> a little fady. Yeah. <laughs> Star Frontiers. Oh, Star Frontiers. That's I like Star Frontiers. Star Frontiers. Thank you. <laughs> Who else is that old? Wow. Tomes. <laughs> Some happiness. Uh, 80% of the chat room. Old man. Yeah, they, they were going on and old on when man. you guys were talking about your colons and stuff. They're like, 49 next week. Star oh, Frontiers. Young man, I'm what are you, 51. old? Yeah. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you. Thank you, Terry in Idaho. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Good luck with Traveler if you decide to choose Traveler. And listen, man, just just dive in. You read the book. Man, that's all it is. Just, that's just, all there is. You're looking for more. That's all there just, is. Just rock it. Yeah. Play it. Yeah. Things might go haywire it's sometimes. A, do the character gen. Enjoy it. It's do a, the character gen. And after that, you're like, really? That's all there it's is? It's a stone okay. simple system. Yeah. Dead yeah. simple. It's awesome. Anyone who's played any role-playing game can pick up Traveler very fast. I think I want to run all my systems in Traveler. I mean, F fate. It's just two d six. You're done. That's it. Bam. Done. After character gen, people are like, I don't want to play. I just want to keep making characters. Right. <laughs> all righty. All right. Horror story, GM fail, and a tip from Mad King Christopher, first of his name. Well, it's a good thing he's never into How do we know he's the first? Do we elect him? I you don't go around electing kings. I just tossed it out and think, thank you. Thank you for picking that up. <laughs> I didn't vote for him. Some, some, some watery bint lobbing Tart. scimitars at you is not the basis for government. If I if I went around saying I was emperor just because some moistened bent through a scimitar, it. they'd put That's me away. Right. That's it. <laughs> Stewart, very good. Well, I know my Monty yes. Python. Yes. <laughs> Much to your chagrin. I just, I just <laughs> never recited it fair. It's the lamest thing you can possibly do really? on the planet. If you work there and you're reciting Monty Python, Holy 
I wag my finger at you in shame. While he's laughing. I don't think it's funny. Not, not, at, not fair. at fair. Not at fair. Now, when customers went there and all dressed up as monks and had the boards on, <laughs> like nine of them, hysterical. all in a line really? going around fair, hysterical. I'm like, well played. And also just the people oh, that go through and have the guy awesome. with, the, with the coconut shells following them. Right. But those well are customers. Played. And the customers yeah. oh. can do what they want. Right. Because they're customers. Right. That's but on awesome. stage, not so much. No. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. All righty. Uh, he, Stu, and the Masters of the Doofyverse. <laughs> like, where, did these, where does this stuff come from? I love from? that. That's the there's best a, one ever. There's an online generator. I, I think there is. They, they have a boat they off the coast. <laughs> That's the dumbest question ever. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Hey, y'all. Mad King Christopher, first of his name, from the dark heart of Georgia, writing in with a gaming horror story. A tip of the day and a question. But... First, a brief history. Late January 1974, two incredibly mind-blowing events occurred. First, the earliest iteration of D&D hit the shelves. Second, and even more important, especially for me, the world was made a better place by the birth of a beautiful baby boy. I was born before 1974. <laughs> yeah, me too. Wow. How about you, Stu? Yeah, 66. 60, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what could possibly have happened that was even better than that. Right? Me, he says. (laughs) The world was made a better place with the birth of a beautiful baby boy. A boy destined, poor bastard, to grow up to become me. Oh, it's not us. Me. Yes, it's true. I was born to game. Unfortunately, I've never gotten a group together that matches my interests. Nor have I garnered enough experience as a GM to be much worth a damn. Wait a second. What? You've had, what's that, 43 years and you still haven't managed to do it? Dude, come to SoCal. We'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. Do you say you're bad no. at math? That was no. amazing. No, I was <laughs> <laughs> I'll bore you to death with Too more busy. of my personal history in another email. For now, on with the issues. A gaming horror story, The Stidge Curse. Sturge Curse. Okay, first of all, Mm-hmm. I, I had I had a couple of counters to Sturges, like as a, a and and we never did them right until one GM who was like the older brother of somebody did Sturges right and effed up the entire party with like basically giant mosquitoes. When <laughs> the last time the last Fuck time the last up. time I got involved with Sturges, I knocked over <laughs> some guy's bike and I got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different spelling, I think. Really, that's, that's I don't know. That's a biking what? thing that happens. Is in it Northern Cal? Yeah. Not Northern California. It's in like Nebraska or something. Sturgis? Yeah, yeah. Sturgis is like in the middle of the. It's in the flyover territory. <laughs> All right. <laughs> someone will know where Sturgis is. Someone, S- t- someone will tell me. You mean S T I R G, not S T Sturge. Sturge. As in the thing with the pointy. Right. Yeah. My original gaming group was far from ideal. We were more friendly acquaintances than friends. Our only purpose together was to game. As we were the only gamers in our area, well, beggars can't be choosers, our dictator, I mean GM, was a bit overbearing, but his real flaw was being the resident rules lawyer. Not always a bad thing as a GM, but as a player, he would constantly forget the rules he so stringently applied to us. Help help out a fellow GM? Oh, no. I learned to do it myself, so should you! 
was his usual response. Really? My favorite example of his abuse of power was the Sturge Curse. We, mm. PCs, were escorting an NPC survivor of the recent orc raid back to town. But lo... Okay, which, is, which is astonishing in the first place because they actually left a guy alive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But lo, a swarm of Sturges arose from the forest around us, looking to drain us of our vital juices. Ew. What's, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean, ew. I do not mind women, I do not fear them. I seek their company, <laughs> but I deny them my essence. <laughs> Precious bodily fluids, Mandrake. I'm a water man! I drink lots of me! Look at me, I'm as fit as a fiddle! <clears throat> we weren't afraid. After all, we were just a bunch of geeks around a table. Proud gamers, we. You'd think we'd know something about role-playing. Unfortunately, we were only good at role-playing. With two L's. With two L's. We were third level. Handful of Sturgis? No problem! Numbers were on our side. Until one of the Sturges nailed the NPC. Mm. Is that a euphemism? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gleefully, the GM informed us, needlessly, that the initial attack had brought the zero-level human to the brink of death's door. Rolling for initiative, we quickly discussed the best course of action. The GM shot down our plan to just grab it and pull it off. It's not going to sit there and let you pull it off, he argued, despite our arguments of, it's impaled itself in his chest. (laughs) How can it dodge? He informed us that we would need to make an attack roll to grab it and a second action to pull it off, by which time the poor man would be dead. Unfortunately, the thief was the only one fast enough to kill the thing before it killed the NPC. Swinging his dagger, he rolled a one. The GM ruled the attack hit the NPC. We groaned. The NPC died. Dispatching the remaining Sturges, we discussed how to handle the NPC's family. He died fighting his way to freedom! Was the decided story? Okay, for, uh, wait, wait, whoa! They're actually concerned about the NPC's family and the. That's actually of this? quite remarkable for a first. I, I know. Game. I'm like, I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like rolling with this. Like, I mean, usually we just killed everybody, took their I, stuff, and I, moved on. I'm. We'd have just left them by the side of the road. Right. Oh, they have <laughs> family. Well, now that they don't have anyone protecting them, where right. do they live? <laughs> where yeah, they live? Right. Let's go find. We will them. go in dissembling guise, as if to bring news of their their family member's death. So that we can gain entrance to... Never mind. (laughs) Right? Uh, Was the decided story. He would be remembered a heroic figure and our blunder would be forgotten. But the gods had other plans. The GM informed the thief that the mysteriously absent until now gods (laughs) were displeased that he had killed the man. Until he repented for his sin, he would suffer a minus two to all die rolls. Arguments broke out. How could the gods curse a man for killing someone by accident and do nothing? Nothing about the orcs that were raiding the town. This is really pretty much a question for the ages right there. It's like there's children dying over there and yet now I'm being punished? Really? Shouldn't the orcs be at minus 20 for all the deliberate evil (laughs) they were perpetrating? This carried on for some time. Finally, the player of the thief had had enough. The thief is retiring, he reported. (laughs) The GM was dismissive. He can't retire. 
He doesn't have enough to live well, off of. It's not like this the GM's choice. <laughs> yeah. You can't tell him. It's like, They're you're not. I'm done. I'm retiring. Like, no, this is the original. No, this you, is the original game. When your character dies, you die. You can't retire yet. I have to tell you when you can retire. Now, te- now I'll teach you the real magic. <laughs> <laughs> Thereafter, the player laid out the PC's finances and proved without a doubt that the PC could, in fact, live out the rest of his days unrepentant. Of course, all the other PCs are like... What? In defiance of the gods. What happened to all my gold? <laughs> you t- how, did, how do you Bless have you. all my gold? Yeah, I can see that happening, too. <clears throat> in defiance of the gods... That game ended pretty soon after that. Wow. I am shocked. <laughs> right. The whole affair was pretty ridiculous, especially in later games when the GM, as player, would argue against similar off-the-cuff rulings made by other GMs. You can't do that. No, wait. We have to... No, you can't do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> but when I do it, it's different. Yeah. I was going to go to Dodgy <clears throat> Station. Dodgy Station is a power converter. <laughs> <laughs> I killed them all. That's actually the best imitation of that I've ever heard. I love you so much I can't breathe. <laughs> oh my. We should just do a podcast at Pop Culture Red with the Whitey Voice. It's so great. <laughs> Wait, so you prefer vagina over me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You don't like Deadpool? No, I don't like that part of the... The oh. whiny voice? <laughs> oh, my no, God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. awful. It's I like know. throat punch. And, uh, and you watch those movies, and you're like, did I miss something? And you watch them again, and you're like, <laughs> no, nope, nope, nope. They're, they're just bad. I want to see a cut without those two in the same scene together. And it's not... Okay, I know both of them can act. Absolutely. Oh, sure. Absolutely. That, that was the movie that you saw them, and you'd be like, they yeah. can't act. So it, it's not their fault. It's, it, was, nope. it was writing and directing. In, in that, that, I don't know. There's a lot, there's there's a lot a going wrong. Because I've been watching Clone Wars again. And I love Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I'm just waiting for, at any point in this story, because I'm towards the end again, I'm mm-hmm. end of it, I'm just waiting for Podme to go, I'm so done with you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I I love the way the Anakin, Anakin character is portrayed in Clone Wars. Oh, I, I love it. It's fantastic. It is. You, you, exactly. It's like, I can totally see why that guy's going to turn. I yeah. see him devolving. Yeah. yeah. You totally see him devolving. And how hard was it for them to, to, to shoehorn that into this like those parameters? And they did a really good job of working out that out. That, that's, that's great writing. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And they also had the luxury of a of the long view to be able to pull that off. That's true. Oh no, this isn't a love story to Clone Wars, but anyway, carry on. Actually, it's a love story but to we, storytelling, which we love. Right. All right. <clears throat> Tip of the day: Don't get in the way of a good argument. Recently, I was running a game of Savage Hammer, a Warhammer fantasy setting, and oh, one about Savage the, Wars. It's not about the detective. <laughs> Wasn't Hammer? No, no, that was Mike Hammer. Yeah, no, Savage but, Hammer. But I totally need a, de- oh, yeah. a detective character that's, named Savage Hammer now. That's the. Never mind. You know what? Editing, editing myself. Oh. I get bonus. I get points. It was gonna Thank be you. a. Thank you. I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I, Thank you. Thank you. I think now everybody knows where I was going, but I yeah. get points. Yeah, you get points. The PCs were two mutants trying to avoid being burned at the stake. Good thing to avoid. While fighting to defeat the growing forces of chaos forming in the north. Fuck the north. 
Yeah, why is it going to be the north? Well, that's it's always winter, the north. Winter's, it's always, it's, winter's coming, and it's the king of the north. Yeah. It's yeah, always the north. The north. This awesome. time it's the chaos of the north. Because so. cold makes people mean. That's why it's always the north. Right? Because they have, they can't. Go can't really say that because because Gina's from from <laughs> they Minnesota. They have to get yeah. on ships and like go yeah. south you, where there's actually crops. And you and invaded and Southern California right. and pillaged and. <laughs> yeah, with my niceness. <laughs> Why don't you go back to where you came from? Oh no, wait, it's too cold. You don't want. It. Yeah. There's snow there. Yeah. <laughs> snow there. And for like. Nine months and out of the year. They have things like ice scrapers for your windshields, <coughs> and you got to run your car for twenty minutes you know, before actually you can comes drive. And you talk about it. I do. It's so I know. weird. All of a sudden, there was like you know, yep. you're going you crazy know. by the lake. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. You got to make the car run and plug it in at night, and it's all sorts of I never of knew awful. you had that in you. You're so how <laughs> girl to me. <laughs> and moving on. After you were disparaging the North. Yes. Okay. The end of the previous session had the two PCs entering an unknown town for supplies. I had supplies. decided <laughs> I had decided to start in media ray with PCs running from an angry mob. The players were naturally curious as to why the mob was riled up. I said, "Good question, both of you. Roll your mutation skill." Uh-oh. They both fumbled, they groaned. I laughed <coughs> and informed them, "The men you were haggling with slapped your back, amused by your jest." This caused you to accidentally spout a burst of flame at the beggar bothering your cohort. The sudden blast caused your fellow mutant's camouflage to kick in, sending his skin into iridescent shades of pink and purple. That's a really specific thing. He must have really thought it's about the, this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they groaned, but rolled with it. Or should I say, rolled with it. Rolled. Rolled with it. Arguing as to who was at fault as they fled for their lives. After this had carried on for a bit, I got exacerbated... <laughs> Oh my. I'm not sure that word means what you think it means. I don't think it means. Offering a fake chip to whoever accepted the blame. The fire spitter leapt at the offer. After the game, I realized they were both doing some good role playing. I should have given them both a chip. Yep. Simply for playing along. Yes, you should. Live and learn, I guess. Yep, but you learn. Learn. Give them away. With with any Savage Worlds game, the game is going to run better if bennies are flying. Keep keep giving bennies. Even if you think you're not being like, why am I giving you a benny for somebody telling me a good story? It doesn't really matter. Keep keep them also going. as if you're GMing Savage Worlds, spend them. Mm-hmm. Don't just spend them to soak wounds for your bad guys. Spend them to let your bad guys succeed at things that they I, fail. I at. never spend them. It's terrible. I hoard them. It's awful. Oh no, I spend them for like crazy. Soak. Yeah. I spend them yeah. like crazy because when we get to that to that final battle and they one of your notes to me when we first did the freak show was like, you need to give out more bennies. I'm like, you know. You're absolutely right. So I give them out it's for a, it's storytelling. It's a really hard thing to remember it's to do. Just to it's do, a yeah. Really hard thing. So to I hand them out. I can't keep handing. Dave's like, what are you doing? With that? <laughs> we got a big pile That's of them. Keep it. giving them out. Yep. All right. Hey, he's he's tight fisted when nice it comes to those it. things in our riffs game. He didn't give one out. No. Nope. <laughs> I got to remind him. Nope, not one. Got to remind him. Are you watching, David? No, no one got one. No one spent mm-hmm. one either. In mm-hmm. Savage Rifts, you don't need them. Good, Dave. It, it, Do you hear that? He's in there. He was in there. How wacky is that game? Give some stuff out. My my rail gun. Oh, has, has it started? Yeah. We okay. had our first session. All right. It went up yesterday. Yeah. My rail gun does 12D... No, 4D12 damage. Whoa. Glitter boy. Yipes. 
Yeah, it, like, and then there's like an area effect obliteration. But how long does it take you to like reload and reset? Are you going to shoot it once per round? I yeah. think I, I'm not sure. No, I don't. think It's like one every five, I think. I don't know. I I don't read rules. I, I he'll tell me if I'm not if I'm shooting it too fast. I okay. I've got I've got all the the rift stuff. Mm-hmm. I've I've barely glanced at it. Um, from having played Palladium Rifts, though, and Palladium Rifts was stupidly overpowered. Sure. Um, that seems a little much to balance with I don't normals. Know. I don't know. But, but you know. it's not balanced. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole whole shtick with Rifts, is that you should be able to have... Well, I mean, the, the ubiquitous story is you have a Glitter Boy and Mark Twain in the same game, and it's supposed to work. You know... There's an area effect when you when you shoot the railgun uh-huh. around you, and everyone within it is deafened, <laughs> <laughs> knocked off their feet. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a uh, you don't want to be a min maxer, but there's a certain point when you're playing certain characters, you're like, this is really cool, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to miss. <laughs> and you know, I don't want to miss because this is all I can do. And yeah. if I miss, I, uh, I I'm, I'm storked, it. and now I feel like stork in every game. That sucks. <laughs> no, you don't be like stork. <clears throat> This is Stork. Stork rolls like shit. Don't, <laughs> don't be, be like Stork. stork. <laughs> but we still stork need that race story. Stork doesn't roll like yeah, shit. Stork's played in, in a number of games that I've run. He doesn't, ro- he doesn't roll like shit in L5R, and that's about it. He, he, he did Come on, this is a myth that I'm perpetuating. It's he, great. Okay. Stat. Lulling them into complacency, and then I kick their ass. Ah. <laughs> Stat distribution. <clears throat> Character creation has always been my favorite part of any game. Yeah. All the untold stories that lie in my PC's future. The action, the drama, and I was always on the lookout for a new angle. Something different. This was not always met with appreciation by my fellow gamers and GMs. On one occasion, a fellow player, the GM who bequeathed the Sturge Curse, ridiculed my choice of giving my wizard PC a high con. Upon discovery that it was, in fact, my highest score, he became yeah. even more agitated, saying, how do you expect to get higher level spells? It's a wizard. It's a high constitution fighting. It's not even a fighting wizard. <laughs> it's not even like a sword wizard. Okay. All right. Sure, he may live that long, but he'll never cast anything good. Okay. To which I responded, we've never made it past eighth level <laughs> at most. And besides that, this character, this character's master was more interested in... A strong back to bring in firewood, as opposed to a future master magician. You know what? Yep. That's a great backstory. We played, and it turned out, as I expected, the game crawled to a stop well before my PC could even hope for any mighty magic. What do y'all think? I know it mostly comes down to min-maxing versus storytelling, but I just can't get excited about a min-maxed character, unless there's an interesting story. Well, we've we've beaten this horse about... A lot. And Tappy actually brought up the original sort of premise, which is making an effective character. And where's the line between effective character and min-maxing? And sometimes the system dictates that. With 4E, you kind of had to min-max your characters all. Min-maxing in and of itself isn't a bad thing. Not necessarily. Right. When it becomes a bad thing is when the person who min-maxes doesn't want to have to deal with the min. Yeah. I think I think that's when things get really bad. The question I always want to ask someone who wants to min-max character is, why are you making this choice? What is it that you're making this choice for? Are you making this choice because I want my character to be the be- the mightiest swordsman from mm-hmm. you know, super optimized from yeah. here? 
Okay, you know what? I'm down with that. Rock that. If the choice you made though was because I want to be able to kill all of your all of your your bad guys in one round and, like, and, and show up the rest of the party, and show up the rest of the party. I'm like, eh, yeah. Well, you know. It, it, and and it, it is, again, it's system specific because uh, you can set out in GURPS to make a, a really up a, a well intentioned character, and then find out that you min maxed it accidentally. You know, mm-hmm. like I can make a speedster in GURPS that could in yeah, okay. out, but in, unintentionally. In, but you can also. Yeah, I, I was just yeah. making an efficient character. Yeah. But then there's certain games where you need to make it to, just to keep up, like 4e or even I don't know 5e maybe. Right. Yeah. But in in Mook's supernatural game that we played in, my character was good at one thing. <laughs> I killed things. Yeah. With a sword. But when it came to all the supernatural magicy crap, I got nothing. That was not crap. Got nothing. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> I know. But, but, but my character, also, my character, had no ability at that and knew it. You can also min max, uh, and this is not something I would want to do, but I've seen people do it. Uh, if you know a GM's shortcomings, if you know that that yeah. particular person does not. <laughs> give a crap about skills, yeah. skill roles, but they're all about combat roles and perception roles, and like you load yeah. your character up. With perception, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, load on and like thing. combat skills, because there's like not any, you know. Right, if they're going to hand wave <clears throat> I've seen the, people do the that. social stuff. Yeah. You know, why or spend not even just on? the so- social just stuff. Just as an like example. Knowledge skills, mm. whatever. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. with you. That's devilish. That's, ooh, I right? never thought about that. Yeah. No, I know. Mm. How can I... How can I play my games? Um, I like to play. I, I like to play flawed characters, oh, but mm-hmm. I, I would like, like you said, like there's at least something they can do. Right. Right. Yep. They're not necessarily broken all unless you're playing a traveler character like Trig, who couldn't really do anything except be a coward. Okay. There is something that they can do right, or at least do well. <coughs> and, and from there, they, I, I like to take that growth, or at least have, I, have a journey. With I them. agree with you. I I like a character. That has failings, or that, at least isn't good at everything. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, and a min-maxed character can be that character if, to Stu's point, yeah. you actually play those. The men. Yeah. Play and, the men. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. again, that comes back to something that we've said before, which is, if I give my character this disad, I am telling the GM I want this to come up in the game. Or at least acknowledge the fact that your character has a flaw. But right? there, are, there are some players who are who are hoping you won't no- notice that they put right. that or you won't yeah. care about that Charisma thing and you won't bring or, that up. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, my character's allergic to strawberries right. because yeah. we're never going to encounter strawberries. Right. And I get a three points for that. Yeah. And I think that's where where we collectively kind of see things a little differently because if I say my character's allergic to strawberries, I want strawberries in the game. Uh, when we play the vampire game, you know, I made a, a, an effective gangrel, right? And yeah. it's still very low, but you know, it's kind of a it's me, so he's a generalist. He just sort of mm-hmm. but Well, you kind of you kind of missed out on the Diablery fest. I did. I did. But the, but because the, because I, I got my ass handed to me because I saved their ass. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. I dropped the guy. The, but, but the point being, Stu Stu mined my backstory and all of my flaws for, uh, that's fair to say, for a lot of the the stuff in that game. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, be, 
all of the stuff that was in my backstory got brought into that game. And I think that's what an effective GM needs to do. Which oh, is I like, totally agree. Even though I had a really effective little combat fighter, he brought in all this backstory stuff, and so poor Albert was conflicted, and, and he yeah. was, didn't know what to turn. In, to turn and, in, in our, the vampire game that much we more played in, game. with this big complex relationship map, yeah. Where we wrote where we wrote down people and started drawing lines between people. And there was this one girl. Her name was Becky. It was yeah. Becky. It was Becky. Becky. And every last one of us had some kind of connection to Becky <coughs> somewhere. <coughs> like Becky was my childhood friend who didn't know that I was now dead and was a It's like a traveler game then. You guys all had to come up with connections. And um, she was like the love interest for somebody. And Yeah. And, and, and I what I ended up killing her. And damn if that bitch didn't come back. <laughs> of course. Was she an NPC or an actual? She was an NPC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I always think that min maxers are cheating themselves more than anything. Oh, I think so too. Stu just well, said I mean, it really, really well. Play the min. Yeah. If you're going to make a min maxer, yeah. that's fine. But play the min. Yeah. You, 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 have, you have both sides of that coin. Yeah. You also have the fact that you have stats that you have completely or or perks or whatever it is, whatever system you're playing, that you've completely ignored or right. uh, don't think are important. And that's where the GM can go, hmm, poke, 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 Absolutely. poke, poke. Absolutely. Right. And right. you as a player need to acknowledge the fact that, yeah, I, I, I have terrible night vision and, yeah, I can't see anything coming or whatever it is. Right. Do that. Yep. Right. So let me know what you think of any or all of the above. P.S. I've never been much for drinking, so you can have mine. Take Excellent. a drink for me. Awesome. And another for yourselves. I'm sure you'll need it after such a long spiel of BS. Thanks for the great podcast and great music. Your friend, the Duke of Delirium, the Lord of Lunacy, the Count <laughs> of Chaos, the Mad King Christopher, first of his name. Thank you very much, Mad King Christopher, first of your name. Yeah. Count of Chaos. Back to me. 1974. <coughs> King Chris, the Count of Chaos? Count of King Chaos. King Christopher, Count of Chaos. Lord of Lunacy. Oh, we're doing the whole cuss sound there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm adding to it with the wool. The wolves. A like horror it. story from Sam in oh. Diana. Oh, Oh, Not to be confused with India. That's what we need. Are you in a theft? That's what we need for the horses. And next to horses. Oh, can we can we sample that? Can we get that? Uh, yeah, I can do that. All right, let's do that. I love that movie. Have you, you seen the extended? Yes. Have you seen the extended version? Yeah. yeah. With the the little French uh, farm, right? And the, <laughs> and the playmates and yeah. No, the playmates was in the original film. No, they weren't naked though. No, no, no. The scene in the helicopter later yeah, is added. Yeah. 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 But the, but the the whole French holdouts was crazy. There was more after the naked playmates. Well, the, they're the playmates are do the show, and then there's their overrun, uh-huh. and then at some point they're in a helicopter. Yeah, there was the, more after with that. The, no, that was that. That was them. But yeah. the, there's another added scene uh, with the French holdouts. I didn't get past that. You finished, and they just shut <laughs> it off. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Go away! <laughs> it long time to get to do that. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't in the first, very first scene when what's his name doesn't have a shirt on. <laughs> God, we're so, I'm sorry, I'm such a broken toy. 
I'm a, I'm a dented can. I'm sorry. <laughs> dented can. Dented. dented can. Carry on. Uh, hello there, Stu, and the rest of you jacked up on on a happy. Uh, we're jacked up on something. <laughs> Sam in Indiana here. Long-time listener, first-time writer. I, I give to you a gaming horror story. Oh, I've got a thing. Where is it? There it is. As long as it's not the baby crying, right? No, no it's not the baby crying. It's Boy, good. people hate that. Yeah, it's because it's a lot of lactating women. I think they, <laughs> yeah. the milk drops yeah. when they hear the crying. Look, I'm not it's a woman, be. and my milk drops. I don't like it. <laughs> it's awful. <clears throat> I went during high school to a gaming gr- gaming shop every Friday and met with some people from my school to game. However, this store brought two distinct groups to it. The first was a group of unapologetic, min-maxing, metagaming, well, actuallys <laughs> that played Pathfinder as a war game for over a year before nice. they realized they could turn the slaughter of innocents into a story. <clears throat> well, that happens a lot. Uh, the second were a bunch of artsy-fartsy story whores that would spend their time drawing up <laughs> Second characters interacting with the gods of the world as if as it had played out in the game and would think that fate would have had too many rules to play. When you were shocked, when you were jet, you were jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. When you're a jet, you're the top of the town. I played Diesel in yeah. high school. Real cool, yeah. boy. I love that. Real cool. They took away because cool is supposed to be Diesel's song. They took it away from me. They gave, mm. they gave it to me? Riff. Bah. Tool bag. Tool bag Riff. <laughs> anyway, no, he was that nice guy, guy sucked. No, he was fine. Okay. Um. This, uh, the second character is they would think fate would had too many rules to play. Uh, I sat with the former, but given my previous experiences with D&D for, with my father's group, was not so extreme. Fast forward about... did They they should have rumbled. You're right. Yeah, really? um, they should have rumbled. Yeah. Fast forward to about a year ago, Sabrina, a member of the second group, decided she wanted to run a game. I just met a girl named Sabrina. Sabrina. She really liked John, a well actually, so she <laughs> said she would she would play within the rules of the game, uh, d- the rules to get him in her game. I, having abandoned these She's game wily. heretics long ago, still like playing other games with them, and so was at the. I just want to play some role playing games. I just want to play some role playing games. <laughs> You shouldn't min max in America. Never min max in America. <laughs> oh, you can't pay for this kind of entertainment, Sabrina. Thank. What are you doing, John? He's on that other side. <laughs> Why would you go there? Uh, other other ta- uh, the other table while this played out. Uh, there was a second level party with John as a polearm master fighter. Oh my. Yeah, do that. Uh, a, f- <laughs> a few others that don't matter, and my friend Ryan as Is a, it really though? As <laughs> a, a mage of some sort. <laughs> a mage of some sort. Some sort. It started off normalish, which is usually not normal. At the high school dance, right? Right. Yes. With a, a world she she had created with all the magic being locked down by the forces. By these forced familiars 
that could stop any spell they didn't want cast. A bit railroady, but a give bit? it. <laughs> well, no, but that's cool. That's a goal that you want to unlock the moon. It's cool. It's a thing. All right. Right. Your, yeah. your job is to go and like stop that. All right. Yeah. Cool. Don't make a mess with whatever little yeah. magic you have. Now, yeah, that's okay. I kind of get it. That's a thing. It's a, that's your goal. Yeah. I get that. A bit railroady, but given the players, could be a good idea. Then it stopped being normal. They did something for a dragon, and John got himself infused with the dragon's power, <laughs> meaning he got flight, a breath weapon, and energy resistance. You know, the normal stuff a second-level <laughs> party member might get. Ah. The rest of the party got XP. Ah. John, I want to date you. Yeah. Right? Do you get it now? <laughs> then they come across that dragon's horde. No weapons or anything, just gold, about two million of it. <laughs> Which is really hard to haul, by the way. It should right? be. It's weighty. Uh, gold being heavy. Heavy. Uh, it, it being way down there on the periodic table. There's a physics to it. There's a bar. Just... If you go to if you go to Eng- if you go to England in London, in the Tower of London mm-hmm. where they keep the crown jewels, I think it's near there. There's a bar of gold. And it they've got this glass case and it's like the monkey with a put his picks uh-huh. up the peanut right. and can't pull his hand out but they, they have this bar in there and you can reach inside and pick up this bar and see how heavy gold really is and it's heavy. a big bar it's mm-hmm. like maybe like an inch and a half well, in it, diameter it doesn't look that down. big but because it's way down on the periodic table it's heavier than hell yeah, it's, yeah. It's, gold is heavy yeah I mean, we have steel plates that we use to hold scenery down. Like when you're mm-hmm. on a concrete, you just drop steel on it. And I, I pick those things up, and they're like 40, 50 pounds, and it's a big chunk. Wow. And I think the same size in lead is, what, another three and a half times heavier? I don't and know. then if it's gold, wow. it's another. Yeah. yeah. So do the math. It's, it's uh, heavy. 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 Physics isn't just <laughs> numbers. It's heavy, man. It does it so- actually affect the world? Something must have happened to the Earth's gravitational pull. Oh. Sure. <laughs> Uh, about two million of it. They also, uh, they, yeah, they, they no weapons or anything, just gold. About two million, million of it. They all got to buy cool stuff and Sabrina to maintain game balance. Because <laughs> it's not been shattered yet. Mm. Said they could only get plus three weapons and armor with it. I'm sorry, you can I can only get uh, up to up to plus three. Yeah. John asked for a plus five. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. She says. <laughs> what did you say? I I want to date you. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> exactly. At this point, Ryan and John both wanted to get out of the game. Oh, God, I can't get out fast enough. But Please she just help. gave you a plus five while you're getting but out of the game. Why are you breaking Sabrina's heart like that? Because she's right? crazy. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe yeah, she's just maybe a lousy not. GM. She's just, how does the song go? Crazy. Oh, oh no, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, crazy. I don't want to stick it in that. No. But maybe, well, but you do, but... Uh, I know, poor John is stuck here. Yeah, Let's carry on. read on. But he wants out. <laughs> a game, but didn't want to just leave. They figured they would leave when they died. Like Blackleaf. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. He was going to Blackleaf it. <laughs> yeah, he was. John can't die. But right? that's the problem. John can't die. With and that's all caps. John can't die. Dragon John can't <laughs> die. <laughs> He literally dragged his party to challenge a demon lord at level four, mind you, 
and managed to kill it. Come on, you guys. I'll, I know you guys all have one hit point left. I'll just You guys stay here. You'll get XP. The rest I, of the party died, including I, Ryan, uh, but magically, Mr. Level 4 Half-Dragon Fighter <laughs> was able to kill the Demon Lord. Yeah. That's when they had enough. Ryan and John came to me after the session and asked for help. Since I was the resident Pathfinder expert, which meant I read past the killing kill things dead section <laughs> they wanted a spell that sounded dude, legitimate dude that's half the book I mean seriously right. I mean that's that's a lot that's mo- most books yeah uh, they wanted a spell that sounded legitimate so she wouldn't check that could get past <laughs> the familiars that stop magic oh, no <laughs> I created a sword that the uh, new character that Ryan came in with could have the basically nukes an area after drawing all magical beasts, including dragons, to it. They ended the campaign after its use. She never checked. <laughs> so it sucks all magical beasts close to it and then goes... It tracks them and then, yeah. And then nukes them. <clears throat> I have many stories Let's from this play group. A game. Some good, yeah. most bad, but those are for another time. You guys have a great show going and I love the podcast. You Ooh. and Fear the Boot have deeply impacted me as a gamer Yay. and taught me so many things I would have never I would never have learned otherwise. I have moved on to college and found a much better group. I, you know, I had a great group in college. Mm-hmm. College is where you learn how to, you, you can find your good role members. See, my great ga- group was in high school. So I grew in high school. Uh, my group my group my great group started here. <laughs> no, no no lie. Well, like, yeah. Although oh, no, what we're doing now is better than what we're doing in college. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't disagree, disagree with that, but all of the players that I had when I was in high school were all drama kids. Oh, that would help a lot. That would yeah. help a lot. Uh, better group than I, uh, I have moved on from college and found a much better group than I could have hoped for and still listen as much as I can and continue to learn new things from you. I love GMing and I hope I can continue doing it well into my later years. At some point, you will not have time for it. Give it up and just don't sell your books. Right. Do yeah. not sell your books. Sell your soul, but not your books. Yeah. Keep well, your books. Well, you're not using that anyway. No. So. <clears throat> Trust me, because one day you may want to come back to it and wish you had all yep. that first edition yep. stuff that you had. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, oh, P.S. Because I rolled P.S. on the obligation table. <laughs> P.P.S. Drink, you <laughs> bastards. Yeah, bastard. Drink, you bastards. Yeah, pray. <laughs> and thank you, Sam from Indiana. Thank you. Love I, them horror stories. I, I appreciate I, I appreciate the, uh, the the compliments. Sometimes I feel like we're like a voice crying in the wilderness. We just sit there, we talk, we drink and stuff. It's nice to know that you're taking our advice for good or, or, or ill. I'd like to think we've learned. I know I have. My 15-year-old self as a GM would have loved this podcast. I sucked. I was terrible. I made well, bad, bad choices. Well, we all did. We all did. I'm going to blame it on the fact that you know it's only Champions First Edition. I didn't have enough rules to work with. If but I fif- made bad fifteen-year-olds now, because there are podcasts and there weren't podcasts mm-hmm. when you were fifteen. I don't know. Fifteen-year-olds li- listen to many podcasts. I have a feeling. Um, I would like to think. I would like to hope on, on, that people they do. They're, they're, well, we cuss too much. They shouldn't be listening to this. Yeah, but um, we don't cuss half as much as they do. <laughs> that's probably true. Maybe. But. Um, Sorry, I burped. Apparently, there's new people who are listening who don't like the fact that I burped. Again? On the poll? That came up on the poll? Influx of people from, from riffs. 
Mm. There's always one. Mm. There are di- every group, every demographic. <laughs> I have digestive issues. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can we drink beer? Can we just say <laughs> that you came from the from the gaseous realm of uh, of burpacist? I, I uh, did come from the gaseous realm of burpacist, and then and therefore uh, the way you speak and, and you're uh, burp elemental. Yeah, you're being burpist. <laughs> <It's kind laughs> <That's> micro <laughs> Was that a micro burp? <laughs> Uh, any, uh, I forgot what I was saying. I think they listen we find to podcasts. Funny. I bet uh, they do. They, they probably are looking on yeah. YouTube. The first off, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's kind of that demographic. And actually, um, they've done a, they did a national survey of podcasts, and the, one of the largest groups of podcast listeners, baby boomers. Well, yeah, because we all play. That's us. What do well, you mean we? Well, we're um, okay. We're the tail end. But we're Generation X. Yeah. Well, I am. We're, I wonder, I'm Generation X. I You're so like, fat. I'm like, just fuck no, you, I man. I'm, that, I'm I mean, selling baby boomers. Well, I'm actually the division line. Because there's so much 66. stuff that's like fireside chat, like radio show, something, something. Oh, not, that, you know. We're not World War II veterans. They're yeah, the yeah, we are. World War II yeah, veterans. We are. No, 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 we no are. Totally but are. like, yeah, we're radio. That's yeah. that's how we got all our media back in the day. Yeah, back, 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 back in the seventies, we'd all hover <laughs> around like a little the, old Christmas Petrola. story. When was that? <laughs> what fifties? Christmas story. Fifties. Yeah. Okay. Well, those people are boomers, right? Yes. Uh, the yeah, kids were boomers. Older, the kids, kids were boomers. Because remember, yeah. baby boom. Ralphie's, Ralphie's a boomer. Comes Ralphie's back, a boomer. Everyone comes back from Europe and, and Asia. Yeah. They have babies. And That's boom. baby boom. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking, you're probably starting 46, 47. No, she's right. So her point is oh. that Ralphie and, and the yeah. honeymooners. Yeah, what was the kid's name? I think, isn't honey, honeymooners was pre, pre-war, yeah. wasn't it? No, not. Uh, Ralphie, it's a, uh, yeah. Randy. 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 Randy, thank you. Last week when Stu was doing face bag, I was like, totally Randy. How did the piggies eat? How did Oh, holy metric. I didn't realize that. What? I thought Honeymooners was much older than that. No. The first episode aired in 1955. Wow. Actually, it's way more recent than I thought it was. I thought it was older. I thought it was more recent than that. Anyway. It's like, I, lo- I love Lucy. That was around a long time. Yeah, but, but that's kind of what I gauge well, everything like with. Isn't, wasn't it the second longest running TV the show? Mm-hmm. I love now Lucy. it would be third. I, I, I'm, I think because Gunsmoke was like twenty-one years or something. Simpsons. Simpsons is Simpsons now is, is, like not, is the number one show. Yeah. Now. But I don't, I, don't I don't think I love Lucy ran that long, and I don't think Honeymooners ran that long. I know Honeymooners didn't run that long because because he wanted he didn't do rehearsals and it burned everybody up. It was pretty much an improv comedy show. He would he would they would show up with a, with a script, they would run through it at a table reading, and they would do rough blocking. They would go away, do some cleaning up, and then really remember they did this stuff live, live right? Yeah, and yeah. what we see is stuff that they recorded when they did it live. So it was pretty much like a play. But he That's did pretty amazing when you think about it. You, it's astonishing. And, oh yeah, and and you can watch them <laughs> not trying to crack up. And Gleason was Carol so into Burnett his character. Cal, uh, well, okay, the Cal Burnett show. First of all, Harvey Corman. Tim Conway is probably the funniest person on the planet. Yes, and Tim Conway is a troublemaker. He's like the. <laughs> He 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 would do all right. He would do it straight the way it was written, and he goes, "Can we do one for me?" Like, all right, Tim, and that's invariably the take that they would end up doing. So right. the whole dentist sketch, which, by the way, if you guys, all you baby boomers, type in Tim Conway baby boomers dentist sketch or Cal Burnett dentist sketch, 
it's arguably one of the funniest things ever. And you watch Tim Conway destroy Harvey his co-star <laughs> in this dentist thing. He gets the Novocaine, it's stuck in his leg. and it, Oh, it's so funny. And it's Tim Conway, like, looking at the script going, Nah. <laughs> All right, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> And and yeah. And, okay, and Harvey, you go ahead and say those there. lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say your lines. I'm just going to riff on that. I'm going to be doing something else. And he's he's genius at it. Anyway, oh, there was a point behind this, right? I don't know. Good night. Yeah. And thank you for joining us. Right. <laughs> Should we end it? We can yeah. end it right now. Uh, is this it right here? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Where. Thank you for joining us for season 18, episode 14 of Happy Jack's Revenge Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Gina. The store. That's it, yeah. Good job. Jim. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Sunday, we're playing Ashes of Exodus. Monday, we're playing Savage Rifts. Happy Jack's Org slash live. Thank you very much. We'll be with a song. of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Morn in County Galway.